I was still at high school when I was first introduced to the work of Dr. Mohamed Yunus, founder of the Grameen Bank in Bangladesh, who won the Nobel Peace Prize in 1996 for his work empowering poor rural women in his country through small loans called microloans. I'll spare you the six degrees of separation story, but suffice it to say that through friends at Cornell, where I'd eventually go to college, I began work with various groups supporting micro-lending around the world. Though that work was meaningful and productive, I eventually moved on to other things, holding it near to my heart in the years that followed. Last November, in our celebration of Thanksgiving, I gave out money to the congregation, and I asked you to use it to make a difference. The things you did were just amazing. Look for a full report in the March newsletter. A few of you, though, used your money to invest in microfinance, many through the organization Kiva, which facilitates microlending online at their website. And that got me thinking about microfinance once again. Shortly afterward, I read a story in the Times about a group of high school students in Nevada who raised $25,000 to basically start their own bank, lending money to people in Peru. And that got me thinking that microfinance was something that people of all ages could relate to. Despite its really long name, it's something we can all understand. Now, by now, you've heard basically how it works. Poor people, often in rural parts of developing nations, are offered small loans, usually no more than $200, to start their own businesses. Like Kojo's egg farm in the story One Hen, these are small businesses, and they're related directly to the needs of the village. They're often, like that egg farm, businesses that produce both income and food for their owners. The people repay their loans to their village cooperative, and only then do the next people in the village get a loan. Because the entire village depends on each person paying back their loan, they all support one another and each other's businesses, and their repayment rate is astoundingly high. Those village cooperatives then become the owners of the bank. They encourage people to start savings accounts, and they give out interest. They sponsor educational programs, teaching people how to read, how to run a business, how to manage their money, and other important skills. Little by little, loan by loan, villages become more prosperous and self-sufficient, and the prosperity ripples outwards. Thriving local businesses create demand for roads and electricity and other important projects like telephones and internet, things that those villages have never had before. Call it the $200 stimulus package. In rural Bangladesh, that's often all that's needed. And the students at the Meadows School in Las Vegas knew that $25,000 could do a whole lot of good. The Grameen Foundation USA, founded and run by the person who introduced me to microcredit all those years ago, works on the scale of millions of dollars, touching the lives of some 45 million people in 28 countries around the world through local partners like Pro Mujer, the group with which those students are investing their money. And what I hope to briefly add to this discussion today is why it's something I care about and why I think you might care as well. First, 
Like Unitarian Universalism, micro-lending appeals to people across the political spectrum. Liberal or conservative, capitalist or socialist, there's something in there you can like. It is, after all, a program designed to help the poorest of the poor, empowering them to improve their lives and leading to the gradual development of parts of our world that badly need it. It's also richly tied to systems of capitalism, though it's not large corporations making the money. It's small businesses owned by individuals and banks owned by villages. In this very morning's issue of the Times Magazine, there's an interview with an African economist who believes that foreign aid given as charity is harmful for Africa. Dambisa Moyo thinks instead that microfinance programs that put people to work are the answer. When asked what one should do if one wants to donate $25 to Africa, she replied, go to the internet and type in kiva.org where you can make a loan to an African entrepreneur. These programs are good for both individual people as well as entire communities. They appeal to people who believe in personal responsibility as well as people who believe in collective power. But more than that, these programs have values behind them that I think echo the ethical teachings of this faith. For example, most microcredit programs seek to empower women in their communities. In countries like Bangladesh, where people in rural communities often also believe in conservative branches of Islam, making women the center of a development plan was a bold and risky move when Muhammad Yunus did it in the mid-1970s. And yet 97% of the loans made by the Grameen Bank have been to women. Why is this? Dr. Yunus and others realized that helping women was the best way to help entire villages. Teaching women how to read, for example, makes it more likely that they will teach their children how to read. Improving the income of women and teaching them about nutrition makes it more likely that their children will have enough to eat. Helping women own property makes it more likely that the property will stay in the family. So from the start, Dr. Yunus was determined to help the people who needed it most. So he went to women who did not have access to other means of making money for their families. These programs are also based on the values of cooperation with one another, of openness in how we do business, and of democracy. That last part is important. In the Grameen Bank system, every person has an equal voice in the way the bank is run. Each woman has a say in things that affect her. Each member of a village bank gets to vote on who gets the next loan, even. Running a village bank using the values of democracy leads these women to demand and to get a say in how their village is run and in how their nation is run. But above all, microcredit systems start with the value that people know what's best for them. It's not someone swooping in from the outside, telling them how to run their lives, telling them what they need to do. Only the first very small donation comes from outside, and from there the people get to make their own decisions. These programs begin with the value that everyone, even the poorest of the poor in the most remote village, has inherent worth and dignity and should be retreated with respect. This is just a little bit about why I care about microlending. 
If this has your attention and interest, maybe there's some more we can do. Perhaps you can invest some money in microloans through Kiva or another organization. Perhaps together we can look at beginning or supporting microlending in this community. Believe it or not, these programs run in the United States as well. When Dr. Yunus won the Nobel Peace Prize, Hillary Clinton reflected on how he had also inspired microlending programs in this country. At the time, she wrote, about 20 years ago, Dr. Yunus traveled to Arkansas to help Bill and me set up microcredit micro programs in the United States. She continued, since that time in my travels in Bangladesh and around the world, I have had the opportunity to meet many of those who are participants in Grameen's programs and hear their stories of the ways in which these loans have transformed their lives. I continue to be inspired by the beneficial impacts of these programs on low-income women and their families. Project Enterprise is a bank in New York City that has brought micro-lending to this very area. According to the Grameen Foundation USA, Project Enterprise has 395 clients all across New York City. It has made loans of more than $800,000 in the last 10 years, supporting people in creating small businesses right near here, from beauty supply companies to authors of crossword puzzle books. Perhaps Westchester County's budding business people also need a microloan boost. So even if I have not inspired you to found a microbank in Mount Kisco, I hope that you can leave here knowing that the small things that you do have effects beyond the immediate. Your pocket change can make real change in our community, in our nation, and in our world. May it be so.